Um, so yeah, stoked to be with you guys. Um, for real, this is awesome. And yeah, everything, I mean, Madison, that was so good. I'm basically just going to like finish up what you said and then we'll be done. Um, it's for real. Like it was, it was so amazing. Um, Adam did a great job too. It just, it's unrelated. It's unrelated. Uh, but man, guys, like just thinking about, man, um, this is awesome what we have. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, look around. This is really, really cool. Um, and I think it's really cool, and um, I'm really grateful for this time. But it's not going to be like this next year um, because it is our responsibility to fill this room up and be bigger than this room. Um, everybody, not like small group leader only. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is, this is like not small by any stretch of the imagination. This is amazing. Um, but this is like... Uh, yeah, it's, it's not, it can't stay like this. You know what I'm saying? Like, and that's good. Like, that's, that's really exciting. And so I'm grateful for y'all. I'm grateful for this time. I feel like it's, I know everybody's face and, you know, all that type of thing. And that's really special. Um, but it's not going to be like this. You know what I mean? And that's, that's also exciting. Like, we're going to see people like, dude, what? I've never seen you before. Um, I met you the other day. What's your name? Derek. Derek. Dude, that's awesome. <laughs> I... I did not think that was your name. That's why I asked. So, <laughs> uh, but yeah, so y'all good? Cool. Yeah, anyways, that, that was just something I was thinking about while we were worshiping and praying and, and then some of the stuff you were saying. I'm just like, dude, this is really special. We know each other. We get to, we get to be around each other a lot. And, and next year, I don't think it's going to, it's still going to be special, but it's going to be like different special. You know what I mean? Um, so anyways, yeah. Thank you, Jesus, um, for what we have right now, God. Um, we are seriously so grateful to be able to, yeah, just kind of like grow our roots very, very deep um, and and begin to grow them wide, Father. Thank you for your guidance. Thank you for, um, yeah, everybody here, God. I just pray that distractions would be, um, yeah, just kind of like left out, um, that we would be able to hear from you. Um, God, this, this is seriously really exciting, and uh, I'm excited to share some of the stuff that you've been showing me. Uh, but I just pray that, that ears would be open and minds Heart, hearts would be open. Minds can uh, not lose everything. So um, we love you and, and just pray that you would speak through me. In your name I pray. Amen. Um, so I, uh, we used to play at my friend's house. Um, we would play basketball. Does anybody like basketball? Okay. A, a bunch of people. That's great. Uh, so we would play basketball and it was me Typically, like, me, my friend, his big brother, and, like, some of his friends, because we lived in different neighborhoods. And um, and so the one thing that we weren't was tall enough to play basketball. None of us were tall enough to play basketball, or really good enough, let's be honest. Um, this is, like, high school days. Um, I didn't make the basketball team. I'm still grieving, um, so <laughs> pray for me. Um, but we, we were fast we were faster than most kids, and we were stronger than most kids. So, like, pound for pound, we were, like, top athletes, but we just were, like, smaller than most everybody else in our, in our school. Um, and so we would play basketball, but we would play with adjusted rules, okay? So one rule was um, no fouls, and basically it wasn't just no fouls, like, oh, it's okay if you do it. It was, like, fouls are encouraged. Um, and so, like, really – all things. One of the, the big brother was so strong. He was like a he was like a amazing wrestler. We played with you all know what sock and boppers are. 
Um, we play with, they're, they're basically balloons that you put on your hands. And you blow them up, and there's gloves. He literally made everybody at this birthday party's face bleed because he was so strong with sock and boppers on. He didn't pop them. He just used them as, like, like just destroying us. Um, so, anyways, we were playing basketball. Fouls were encouraged. Also, none of us were good or big enough to really play on a full 10-foot, right? 10-foot goal. So we would bring it down to maybe like five or like six feet, okay? Because um, we wanted to be great. And uh, <laughs> so we would play, and it was a blast. Oh, also, behind the goal was like the yard. And if it that was like, dude, wow, that, I can't do that. Um, uh, just like, like, if you go back there, you're done. Like, you're toast. You know what I'm saying? Like, you will get torn apart. So in the grass area, you don't want to go there. We call it hockey basketball. So kind of like behind the net in hockey, you slam into each other. Well, it was a blast, okay? I'm telling you, if you want to go play this, you should get the right people, like aggressive people, and go play this. Um, but if you were someone who actually knew how to play basketball and you watched us, we would look like a bunch of stupid high schoolers who didn't really know what we were doing. The only really kind of similarity to basketball that we had was the fact that we actually had a basketball. We did have a basketball that we used, um, but everything else was just ridiculous. And so we were playing with this low goal hoop. It's a goal where I'm from. So, so I understand that it's both. Excuse my southernness. Um, okay, hoop. If you go behind the hoop, then sorry, the hoop was lowered, so we didn't we didn't we didn't have any real challenge other than each other. So if we really were trying to play basketball in this hoop, we would just look seriously so dumb, right? Especially if we were having the amount of fun that we were having, because. I'm telling you, some of the most fun I've ever had in my life was playing hockey, basketball, and um, and also skill. We hadn't. We, I still have no basketball skill. Like y'all can attest to this. I'm not good. I I try really, really hard. Yes, I'm gonna try hard. Um, so so anyways, so this goal. If you looked at us watching us play this basketball game, you would think we were fools, right? So okay, okay. So Jesus, right? Um, what was the first thing that Jesus asked or told his disciples to do? Follow me. That's right. Yeah. Almost every single one of them, he said, follow me. Um, and that's something to do. This is really interesting. Uh, all of this is like really kind of fresh and really exciting. Um, like a, an exciting look at something that we know to be true. Okay. So tonight's gonna be fun. Um, he didn't say believe in me, right? He didn't say, uh, love me or accept me into your heart or get baptized or stop sinning or be kind to your neighbor. He just said, follow me. Um, and so what he did when he did that, he said, see how I talk, what I do and how I treat people and how I act like God. Okay. That's pretty simple. Just watch. Um, and so what he was doing, going back to the basketball idea, he was setting a low hoop goal, right? Setting the goal very low. Okay. A very great first step simple thing if you're trying to teach someone to do something or show someone anything a very great first step to tell them would be to say follow me right just watch just observe right 
Has anybody here um, played played an instrument? Tried to play an instrument? Okay. Even if you're like not good, the first thing you did, if you're like me, is not you didn't look up sharps and flats. You didn't try and figure out um, like what. Okay, what is a major and a minor in the key of F? Like you didn't care about that stuff. If you're like me, you wanted to play Adam's song by Blink One Eighty Two. You wanted to play Take Care by Drake. You wanted to play Hurt by Johnny Cash, Redneck Woman, um, whatever other song you picked. You don't have to embarrass yourself because it would be embarrassing. So you just looked it up on YouTube, right? You didn't learn all this stuff. You just look up on YouTube. You follow me, right? You just wanted someone to tell me, follow me. Um, You just wanted to learn from them. And you probably did okay. Um, You learned how to play it. Uh, and you didn't understand what bar chords were, you didn't understand what, you know, diminishment, you didn't have to know all that stuff, you just follow me, right? That's all you had to do. Um, and so Jesus, Jesus is seriously brilliant. When he met these guys, he knew what he was doing. He started with a simple first step. Go with me where I'm going, right? Isn't that cool? Like, it wasn't this really, like, grand thing. All he wanted from these guys was to be, he wanted for them to primarily be friends with God, okay? He didn't particularly come to, to earth to make more followers, okay? Like, that wasn't really his purpose. He wanted to, con- like, make people into friends with God. Does that make sense? Um, doesn't have to be exclusively different, but that's what his goal was. Um, and he started with the simplest step of all time. He didn't send them on this, like, like national treasure, you know, kind of like hunt through the Middle East, which would have been a cool movie, um, or tell them some type of like crazy riddle that they took generations of people to solve. It was just, hey, come follow me. Go where I'm going. I'm going somewhere. You should come too, right? Does that make sense? Like pretty simple. Um, This is just so cool to me. It's just like so easy. Uh, And because he was a great leader, he knew that it wouldn't be enough just to keep them at step one, okay? So he couldn't just, uh, sorry, they couldn't just watch him without him giving them more and more responsibility in order for them to mature. He was a great leader. He wanted them to become more than just follow me, okay? Um, so who thinks, who here, like, really wishes they could go go back to the good old days? Anybody? Like, this guy knows. Like, yeah. Okay. Sit, you know, sit, you know don't go to school. You want to sit in mama's lap watch movies all day, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that would be really nice. Um, No, it would be horrible, okay? That can only mean one thing. If you're growing up, you have something wrong with you, right? Like, something's an issue. Like, you're childish. Grace said you're infantile. I thought that meant a baby alligator. Um... (laughs) But it, she's right. You're you're a baby, and or or your mind's a baby, and and that's not good. And so, I think something that we get, uh, especially you know, if you've been walking with Jesus for a little bit of time, or maybe even a long time, you think, oh man, this is awesome. We're God's children, right? Have y'all heard that before? We're God's children. But this is the danger that I think many, many, many people step into is that we are God's babies. Okay, we're we're God's babies, and that's nice. You know, if you got saved last week or last year, that's probably true. But if you've been walking with Jesus, you know, for five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, twenty-five years, then you probably shouldn't view yourself as God's baby anymore. Like He doesn't want you to view yourself as that. He wants you to see wants you to see that you're His son, 
but it, but not his little baby, okay? Um, and it's like a weird, funny thing. Like when I say this, you might be like, oh, shoot, I kind of think that sometimes. But the, the really great part about Jesus is that he, he sets the hoop, the hoop low, but he doesn't want us to stay there. He wants us to get better, right? Um, Jesus' goal was to help the disciples and us get born, but then mature into adult children of God, right? Isn't that really cool? Like, that's really kind and, like, dignifying. Um, in, uh, in Hebrews chapter 5, verse 13 and 14, it's going to be up here. Um, it says, for everyone who partakes only of milk is unskilled in the word of righteousness, for he is a babe. Um, but solid food belongs to those who are of full age. That is, those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. And so for Jesus to keep them at this starting stage would actually be really rude and hurtful. Um, they wouldn't they would eventually drift back to what they were doing or onto the next person because there would be no real buy-in. Like, I don't see myself growing here, so I'm just going to go find something else to do. There's no challenge or vision to keep them close to Jesus and his mission. And, um, you know, when, when we're talking about this, it's really, um, it's Jesus's job to, for you to follow, like to lead you, right? And to, and to help you mature. But it's kind of your job whether you're going to stay a baby or, or grow up a little bit. Does that make sense? I, I don't want to say grow up. M- mature. Does that make sense? Grow up is kind of like, grow up, kid. Um, I don't like that, unless I'm joking. Uh, so uh, uh, the next chapter, Hebrews chapter 6, verse 4 through 6, says, For it is impossible. Check this out. This is really trippy. This is the Bible. It says, For it is impossible for those who were once enlightened and have tasted the heavenly gift and have become partakers of the Holy Spirit, and have tasted the good word of God and the powers of the age to come, if they fall away, okay? Look at that. If they fall away, right? Well, I thought, no. If they fall away, okay? To renew them again to repentance, since they crucify again for themselves the Son of God and put him to an open shame. That's crazy, right? Like, that's, y'all see what that's saying? Like, basically, if you are saying, hey, I want to stay at four-foot hoop, that's, that's like, Jesus, I don't really, like, want you to, like, your, your crucifixion was a joke. Like, your life was a joke. You know what I'm saying? Like, I want to stay where I'm at. I want to be your baby. And, uh, and that's not what he wants for us. So, the cool thing that Jesus did was he took them step-by-step step into right and deeper relationship with him. Um, he, he basically set the goal at four feet and then let them get good at that and then moved it up to like five feet, right? And then let them get good at that. And then he moved it up to six or six and a half or whatever and progressively um, gave these guys an opportunity to grow and to mature in spiritual things. Isn't that really cool? And, and that's what he does now. It's not like, oh, that's cool. He did that for those guys. <laughs> like, like that's what he wants to do for us. Um, so... If you look at this verse, oh, it, so he gave them real dignity by giving them real responsibility. Does that make sense? So that's really kind. Like God is really kind, and, and you mentioned God is generous, and, and I'm really grateful that he does this and doesn't want to just, like, change my diapers for the rest of eternity, you know? Um, so in the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 10, this is cool. So, so Jesus is, he said, follow me. He's been hanging out with these guys for a while now. 
healing people, teaching, guiding, showing these guys the next step, right? And the cool thing is that they have obeyed him, right? They followed him. They followed him. They asked questions. They follow him. And they watch him do all these different things. And then this is what he says. Um, well, I'll start in verse 5. It says, uh, chapter 10, Matthew chapter 10, verse 5. These 12 Jesus sent out and commanded them, saying, Do not go into the city of the Gentiles, and do not enter a city of the Samaritans, but go rather to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Okay? And, uh, and then verse 7, it says, As you go, preach, saying, The kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out demons. Freely have you received, freely give. Because they chose to follow him. They could have said no, right? Like, do y'all ever think about that? Like, Matthew could have said no, and it might have been, like, a weird story, but he might have been okay at the end. You know what I mean? Like, that's kind of weird. Um, because they chose to follow him, it's almost as if they kind of, like, unlocked, like, the next stage of friendship, okay? Um, and, and this is what we say. Knowledge equals responsibility, Okay, knowledge equals responsibility. So something that they knew, they then were responsible for. And that's, that's the lifting of the goal, okay? That's the lifting of, of raising of the hoop is, is to say, okay, I know something, I'm going to get good at this. And then the next, until I get the next thing, I'm just going to practice with, with what I've been given, right? Um, so you're responsible for everything you know and only what you know. Okay, you're responsible for everything you know and only what you know. Ignorance, in a way, can be bliss, okay? If you truly don't know something, then God really won't hold you responsible for it, okay? So, but, he, but he's going to hold you responsible for everything that you understand and, the, and that you know. So God can only work through humble and obedient people. There are actually things that God can't do. Um, he can't change the past. He can't, um, he can't sin. He can't make a burrito too big, you know, whatever. You can't eat it. That's stupid. Um, but he also cannot work through proud and disobedient people. He can do things in spite of them, but he can't work through them. Okay. In, in the verses we just read, he said, Preach the gospel of the kingdom, heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out devils, right? Jesus didn't do that stuff. He, was, he had done it before, but he wasn't doing it with them. He had already done it and shown them how to do it. Is that like, he's, he's telling them to go do it without him, right? Obviously in his power, but like, I'm not going to be there. You go do this. That's really like awesome. Like that's so dignifying. Like, hey, I'm Jesus. That's a big deal. <laughs> I want you to go do this stuff and, and, give Je and give God the credit, right? Just like I am. I want you to be like me. He wasn't, like, insecure or, like, trying to get the spotlight or anything like that. And that's just crazy to me. Like, why aren't we doing this stuff? If he sent out his disciples to do this, then why aren't we doing these things? And I, I was kind of like, man, I, I don't really think I've ever thought about that. But the only conclusion that I can come to is probably because those first steps haven't necessarily been taken. Maybe I'm not responsible for everything that I'm like that I know so far, and when I am, then He's going to continue to raise that goal, right? Be able to work through me more. Does that make sense? Um, so some people call this discipleship. 
It's it's kind of it's in this situation it's kind of the same thing discipleship eternal life friendship with God tonight we'll just say spiritual maturity okay um, there are three keys to becoming a mature disciple of Jesus uh, we've been talking about them all semester so this shouldn't be a surprise to anybody in small group I'm sure that y'all talked about these things probably more than some of you wish like I want to get to the other stuff um, but it's like man this is the stuff we need right and in in rally we've actually talked about this sneakily. Um, and those three things are real devotion to life, real community, and real responsibility. The first two weeks of rally, sorry, first two rallies, we talked about daily devotion to Jesus. Every conversation leads to Jesus. That's daily devotion, or sorry, real devotion to life. Um, the next ones we talked about, be with your small group outside of the small group or community. Jeff talked about honor. That is real community, okay? Um, and then tonight and next week, we're talking about what we're talking about right now, real responsibility. And, uh, man, this is just, yeah, it's seriously, this will make you mature. Like, these aren't three of the things that are going to help you be mature. Pretty much anything that's going to help you mature consists of these three things. Um, And God, this is just maybe, like, if you're wondering, um, why, why am I not feel like I'm going to the next thing? Like, I think I should be here by now. Maybe, um... Whatever that looks like. Um, I, I, I don't know. But God won't give you, like, the keys to the next step or whatever. Well, the basketball analogy. He won't raise it if you don't obey what he's told you so far. Okay? Like, seriously. Like, oh, I want to do this stuff. It's like, well, man, you're still, <laughs> you're still drinking this milk. Like, you can't have any steak yet. You know what I'm saying? You don't even have any of your spiritual teeth yet. How, you can't eat this steak. And, uh, and, and I think that can be really hard. Um, but God's also not foolish, um, and I think sometimes when we want things maybe before time or before we've been obedient to the things that he's asked us to do or shown us to do, um, then it would actually be detrimental to us if he did ask us to do something bigger. Does that make sense? Um, not really. Is that okay? Does that make sense? Okay. Um, so, so, yeah, okay, so, so we talked about those three things, the three reels, if you will, um, where you, where, where we most likely get off track, one is what I just said, just sin, just blatantly, like, I'm not listening to God, I want to be selfish, he told me not to be, right, like, you can't really, <laughs> you can't really do anything about that except obey, okay, like, there's no kind of like, well, God, maybe I can, you know, this thing, um, but the other thing, and this is, this is kind of like veiled, and I don't know if I would necessarily say it's like sinful, um, as much as I would definitely say, that it is, uh, it's um, confused, okay? Um, and it's, what if I mess up, okay? What if I mess up? So he told them to go preach. Well, I've never preached before. Um, Adam was talking about go, give, pray, right? Like, well, what if I don't have enough money? You know what I'm saying? Well, that's not, I didn't ask you for an amount. Just give some money, you know, or um, go. Why? Well, I, I don't know if I want to. I'm kind of scared. Or my parents might, you know, or the, my friend, you know, like all this type of thing. Like we have excuses all the time. What if I mess up? What if my small group leader challenged us to um, go share our testimony this week? I might mess up, right? Um, and that's that's called being risk averse, right? Y- you might mess up, and it might not be the worst thing ever. Jesus didn't really say, hey, don't mess up. He just said, go do this, right? Um, so I think what we kind of have to sort out is whether um, a mistake, like if I mess up, 
um, in, in my obedience, like I'm actually earnestly trying to be obedient, is a mistake a strike or is it an out? So is it like, is it just kind of like, hey, I, I messed up, I've got another chance or a few other chances or probably, like Jesus says, like almost infinite more chances to continue to obey him? Um, or am I just done because I said the wrong thing one time and this person cussed me out? Does that make sense? Like, is, is messing up a strike or is it an out? Um, I definitely think it's a strike. Um, something me and Jeff have been trying to figure out is, is this. It says, it is, it's fine to fail as long as you don't fail in the same way twice. Okay? It's fine to fail as long as you don't fail in the same way twice. Um, you're always either learning something and therefore you're doing a good job or you're not even trying or you're just blatantly being disobedient and you're on the losing side, right? Like there's really only two options in that, in that point. And so Jesus wasn't concerned with them not getting it right for the first time. Uh, he was training them. Guys like, like who cares if you mess up? It's, it doesn't matter um, as long as you try. Um, the only way that these disciples that he sent out could fail would be to not go or to not do what he said, right? That would be the only way that they could fail. Um, I'm sure that they probably prayed over people that didn't get healed. <laughs> I'm sure they probably prayed over people that demons didn't leave, right? Like, that's that's 99.99% probably be very true um, because it takes faith to do that on both ends, not just the prayer, but the person who wants to be healed. Um, and they probably preached, and they probably said the wrong thing or, like, they meant Isaiah, but they said Jeremiah or something like that. Um, but it didn't matter. Like, they were obedient. And because they were obedient, Jesus was able to trust them with bigger and bigger and bigger things, right? And, and he can do that with us, too. Um, knowledge equals responsibility. We keep saying it. What do you know? What do you know? What has God told you? Um, what was the last thing he told you to do or be? And have you done it, right? It's really, really simple. Um, it's, it's hard, <laughs> but it's simple. Okay. Like it's, 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 yeah. Um, ask God to raise the hoop. Um, if you think dunking on a four foot hoop is cool, you're wrong. You just look like a <laughs> like weirdo, <laughs> you know, um, especially, I mean, it's cool if you do it, but if you think you're really cool by, by doing it, you don't, you don't look cool. Um, and so ask God to ra raise that, raise that goal. Um, and then obey what he said to do t in order to, in order to, listen to him, right? Um, this all can kind of seem like, okay, I get what you're saying, you know, talking about basketball a lot, whatever. Um, but it could be something as like easy as praying every day this week, okay? Um, going back through your notes or asking, going, going to small group and saying, hey, what are some things that we talked about because I forgot a lot of the stuff because I was on my phone um, or whatever. Um, you could put screen time on your phone and set limits on how long you use certain apps in order to make sure that you're getting with Jesus every single day. Um, just really common sense, right? Like, I don't want to do that, but that makes sense um, type of stuff. It could just be small things that unlock eternity of friendship with Jesus for you, right? Like, and, 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 and yeah, it's, it's really kind of personal, okay? Like, it may not be the same thing for everybody, um, but do this as much as you can with your small group or in your small group. And then if Jesus kind of says, hey, like, this is for you, Timmy, then you'd have to kind of be like, okay, like, this isn't really for everybody. Does that make sense? But, you know, your small group leader can help you with that resource they do. Um, 
WVU has two types of students um, only. It's just two. It's not boys and girls. It's um, it's if you're like me, and then you're rowdy. Okay, that we're rowdy, right, Mountaineers? Yes. Okay. Like like three of y'all are like me. The rest of y'all are this one. Uh, study. Okay. So there's rowdy and there's study, um, and both are great. Both are both are good. Okay. We are more fun, but we aren't as smart. Okay. So take your pick, whichever one you want. Um, the clubs, or the library is your temple, okay? Which one of those is your temple? Um, if you're rowdy, ask God what he wants. It could be he wants you in your room by 10 p.m. each night in order to spend consistent time with him or get up early so you can be spending time with him. If you're a study, um, ask God what he wants. <laughs> it's kind of the same thing for both. Uh, it could be he wants you not in your room until 1 a.m. so that you can actually make deep friendships with the people that you live with or people in your small group, Right? Like, it could be one of those two things, and if he's asking you to do that, and it scares you, well, good, but he's going to be with you, but he's also asking you to do it, so you either need to do it or say no to him. That's up to you. Um, I would suggest listening, Uh, but I know these are real things. Um, They're not the same for everybody, like I said, but they are the next thing for each one of us, okay? Um, So, yeah, y'all okay? Okay. Um, one of my absolute favorite people is in this room, and it is uh, Lennon. He knows it. I, I mean, yeah. Okay. Uh, and I'm in a gush, so so just be ready. Um, not cry, just like you're gonna be like, okay, we get it. Uh, so I was talking to Lennon about this earlier, and it was really cool. Um. Something he, something that we did this week, um, we at Resource, we um, we watched this sermon talking about um, like God the Father. Okay, uh, it was awesome. If you want like more information on it, please ask. But he, uh, anyway. So at Resource, I was like, guys, like I really think the Lord's like showing this to us. Like we need to teach this like we need to do a good job so what I want you to do is watch this and take notes as if you're gonna like teach on it like like you could do this okay because this guy's a great speaker but we could do this and I was just kind of like you know within the next month get around to it probably watch it again or something like that and uh and I was talking to Lennon and he was like dude last night we talked about the father heart of God and it was amazing blah 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 blah. I was like oh my like he was telling me this stuff and I was just like that's so sick and and then he was like yeah and at the end um I asked the guys in small group uh, to think about some of these things, and then next week we're going to talk about um, maybe some misconceptions that we've had about God or different things that need to kind of be cleared up. And, dude, I just think that was, like, the coolest thing because um, you were asked to be responsible for something, and so and you did. You obeyed it. Like, like this is what the Lord is asking us to do is to teach this lesson. And you did it quickly, and then— and then you literally gave other people responsibility to, to live up to. And, you know, whether or not they come next week with that stuff is on them. But you asked them, you called them to something higher. You raised that goal for them just as you obeyed what God was doing. And something else that was really cool, actually Katie pointed this out because I was telling her that story. And uh, Lennon, Lennon's incredibly brilliant. You graduated in three years, so that's really hard because most people don't graduate in like six years. Um and so something we were talking about was 
okay, what am I going to do next year? Like, I don't really know. I kind of want to do this. I kind of want to do this. I kind of want to do this. And, and, you know, Lennon really prayed about it. It wasn't like, okay, God, I want to do this. So would you bless it? You know, I'm going to do it no matter what. Like he truly put things kind of on like on the altar and, and sacrificed them to God and said, God, what do you want for my life? And what the Lord basically led him to do um, I feel funny telling the story because you're right there and you can tell it too, but whatever. Um, he basically told this, sorry, he, what, the, what the Lord told him was to do was to go to grad school. And, um, and he got into grad school in Boston. And, uh, and so he, was, he knew that he was obedient to the fact that God is his Lord. He's his master, right? When, when Lennon got saved, um, it was no longer his life. It was God's life, right? And, and so he knew that even with his career and a lot of people don't do that. It's like, okay, my life's my life. As long as it's not my wife or husband or my job or my kids, but everything else you can have Jesus, especially Sundays, like that's for you. Well, Sunday morning, Sunday, you know, that type of thing. But like, you really did that. And then he asked, he, he was like, okay, real devotional life done real community. Hey, does anybody want to go check out Boston with me? Like, I want to go see this. And you did it. Like, you, people went with you. And while you were there, got connected with um, uh, another Chi Alpha in Boston. And he was telling me today, because real responsibility is a conviction of his and he's obedient to it, he's actually living with some guy at this other Chi Alpha next year as a roommate. Like, dude, that is, that is amazing. Like, this is seriously what we're talking about. And I, and I seriously, I was thinking about earlier, I'm like, dude, the Lord is going to do way more there than he could with you if you were like, ah, oh, I know it's hard for you to leave your friends and like leave your family, you know, your family here. But man, like because you're being obedient and you're like living up to these things, God is going to do so much more for you and through you because you're being obedient and you're being humble. Man, I, but this isn't just Lennon's story, okay? Like this is what all of us, this should be all of our story. This is what following Jesus, this is what friendship with Jesus really looks like. Um, so we said knowledge equals responsibility. Anyways, give it up for Lennon. He's awesome. Uh, Lennon, he's actually going to sing a song. Um, <laughs> uh, knowledge equals responsibility. And then we're faced with this choice, okay? So you get the knowledge, and then you're faced with this choice. Am I going to do it, or am I going to reject it, right? And knowledge equals responsibility plus obedience equals wisdom. I know this is like goofy sounding. I don't know if it's up. Oh, it is up there. Sweet. It's not good math, but I just want to get this point. Uh, I wanted to get this point across. Like you, you can not be obedient, right? Like you could not be obedient. Um, when you hear something from someone trustworthy, that's looking out for your best interest, looking out for your greatest good in your future, um, listening to them is typically a pretty good idea, right? Especially if they have this kind of like, n like this um, infinite perspective, like, hey, I could see all the possibilities that, that could happen for your life, but you can't stop at hearing. You can't stop at following, like, follow me. It's like, now you got to obey. Um, you, you can do this when you're reading the Bible. You then have to take the next step. In order to be wise, when you hear someone wise say something, you have to do what they say, okay? Does that make sense? Like, this is, this is like, you know, maybe stepping on some toes, but I think this is important. Here are some things God says will happen and things I've seen happen to wise people. I'm just, you can look at this later. Proverbs 3, remember Proverbs time? Uh, 
Proverbs 3 lists, it has this big old list of what, what, what wisdom will do. It says long life, peace, favor, and high esteem with God and man, health, strength, increase, happiness, pleasantness, grace, no fear, confidence in God, no envy, and glory. That's a lot of like, that's a lot of good stuff, right? Like, I want my life to look like that. Um, and he said, this is what a wise life would look like, okay? Um, but ultimately, even though all that stuff is really great and I want all those things, ultimately, wise people get Jesus, okay? Ultimately, wise people get to be friends with Jesus. They get his presence. They get his voice. They get his guidance. They get his love. They get him, like, they get him, okay? Like, and that, that is, like, the true prize. Um, Matthew 6.33 says, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Jesus is the real treasure, okay? Jesus is the real treasure. God is the real treasure, as my son says. Um, seeking wisdom, oh, uh, sorry, seeking wisdom only, okay? Like, if I want all these things, I'm going to get wise. Like, that, that's not seeking the kingdom of God first, okay? Um, seeking a title, seeking, um, like, like favor, like seeking those things only is not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the gift is the giver. Jesus is the treasure. Okay. And his righteousness is, is friendship with God. Um, so seek, seek first the kingdom of heaven and his righteousness, seek his friendship and all these things will be added to you. Hearing, uh, knowledge, which obligates responsibility or obedience, and the prize for obeying with wisdom you hear is right relationship, a loving personal relationship with Jesus, okay? Um, I don't hate to break it to you, all right? I love to break this to you. Believing isn't the end, okay? Believing isn't the end. It is a great, you cannot know Jesus without believing in him, but you must, in order to be friends with him and not all those things that Hebrews talked about, you must obey him. Okay, like in order to be friends with him, you don't if you don't want to be friends with him, that's okay. Like you don't have to obey him. Okay, but if but there's no other option. It's either friends or enemies. Okay, it really is. There's no forefoot forever. Like you can't just be slamming looking cool with your with your buddies in high school. Um, like like belief is the forefoot hoop and it is imperative to believe. Okay, so do not hear me wrong. Belief is the beginning but responsibility is moving that goal higher and higher and higher and higher until you are actually friends with Jesus. Does that make sense? Okay. We're almost done. Um, after he told his disciples to follow him, to go out and practice, finally he called them friends. That's the goal, friendship with God. To know Jesus is to love him. To love him is to trust and obey everything he tells you. Okay? Even the devils know, know God, Right? Even the devils believe in God, but friends of God obey him, they trust him, they love him, and they get him, right? It's so sick. So responsibility taken produces friendship with God, okay? If you obey the responsibility that you've been given, the knowledge equals responsibility, you obey that, you can be a friend of Jesus. That's pretty rad, okay? Um, right? That's like really, really special. So... Yeah. So we're done. Um, we're going to go, we're going to split up into uh, discussion questions with our small groups. Um,
So we're kind of done. I'm done. Um, so these are the questions, okay? What do you know? What can you do with that? All right? What is like a simple first step or a simple tenth step to walk with Jesus, okay? Um, what can you do with your small group to obey what Jesus has told you for this week? These are just like, I'm not trying to give a bunch of examples because I want y'all to listen to Jesus, but I'm, I'm going to say some things I thought of, okay? Does that make sense? Maybe some of these are what God's asking you, but you can't just be like, well, Charles said this, so that's obeying Jesus, because maybe it's not. Um, you could share your testimony, um, invite someone to small group, pray, f- like, hey, man, like, my friend's really not doing good. Like, let's go pray f- pray with him right now. Like, you know what I'm saying? Um, so that's something you could do with your sm- small group. And then this is, like, really cool. Um, I think that serving, I think that, that um, well, I think that service is ministry. So, so to minister to someone um, is to serve them, okay? And, uh, and I think that serving someone is loving someone. And so what can you do for your small group to obey what Jesus has told you this week? So maybe just ask him, hey, how can I serve my small group? And this isn't just for people in small group. It's for leaders of small group as well. You could uh, bring snacks, give rides, ask questions, be like, okay, hey, like, we need to put our phones up. Like, lead. Lead something, okay? Even if you're just, like, this is, like, your first week at small group. Like, like serve it, okay? Um, and, and remember this. Like, what God does in you, he wants to do through you, okay? That, that kind of, like, sums up everything we're talking about. Like, in order to be friends with God, you must allow him to do what he's in, doing in you through your life. So, anyways, um, we can split up. I'll pray real quick. And, uh, and then when, when y'all are done in small groups, um, we're done. Okay, so you don't have to come back in here unless you forgot something. Um, and, uh, and, and y'all can go home, and we'll see you later. Okay? Sweet. Um, Jesus, we love you. Thank you for, yeah, just thank you for your presence. Thank you for your voice. God, I pray that you really would um, be with us in this small group discussion, that, uh, that you would speak to everybody here in a way that they could understand. Lord, um, you aren't mysterious in your when you're speaking to us. Um, God, I pray that you would give, increase the faith in this room, um, every, in everyone's heart to be able to trust you um, and to obey you with whatever you're asking them to do, God. We love you. Um, we're just so grateful for everyone here, God. Pray that you would be with them um, tonight and uh, into this uh, weekend and in the next week, God. We love you. Um, and you never pray. Amen.